I sure know a lot about TV and movies and music too. So join them for the special show. They want to talk about those things too. It's the Fangirly Show. Hi, and welcome to the Fangirly Show, where smart girls go stupid for pop culture. I'm Whitney. And I'm Ellen. And today, we're going to be diving into a topic that we've, I mean, hashed out pretty well before. But uh, we're going to go just a little bit deeper this time. We're going to be talking about DC versus Marvel. And I think this kind of came up because I think we were both categorically underwhelmed with Batman versus Superman, correct? <laughs> yeah, mainly. Yeah. I so, think well, you're, you're a little bit more underwhelmed than I am, but oh. yeah. But we'll, we'll continue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think before we get into all that, though, I think we... Uh, Need to have a little bit of fangirl talk. What do you say, girlfriend? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, you first. What are you squeeing about? I I mean, so really the only things that I've done since we last recorded, which is kind of lame, <laughs> is watch, is go see Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this is, I get into these weird, um, these weird phases where I get really into one thing. Um, and I've been watching a lot of British panel shows on the internet, <laughs> so... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bear with me here. So, I, I guess in the UK, they have a, just, like, a whole plethora of shows where it's, like, either quiz shows with celebrity guests, cele- you know, British celebrity guests, or just, like, shows where they talk about the topics of the day. Um, so I've been watching a lot of those. Um, chief among them is Would I Lie to You, which is a show featuring two teams. Each team has the same captain, like, for every episode. Uh, then they just have, like, rotating guests that come in, and basically, like, each guest tells a story, and then the other team has to determine if they're lying or not. And it's really funny. I have been, like, I've been watching it at work, because that's what I do. Um, and I've just been dying laughing at work watching these British shows. So I watched that one. There's one called 8 Out of 10 Cats, which is all about statistics. There's another one called Never Mind the Buzzcocks, which is music trivia. And yeah, so they're just a bunch of great, silly British panel shows, and that is what I have been doing with all of my time. Ellen, do you know what surprises me most about that? Nothing? Yeah, how much I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I almost could have guessed your squee for this week. Um, anyway. I'm, I'm not that predictable, but, um, yeah, but yeah, so that, that's what I've been squeeing about this week. No, that's great. It's a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. You should, you should go, honestly, Whitney, I think you would like them, so you should check them out and I think, I, I think you might be singing a different too. No, I probably will. I mean, I can, I can definitely see myself like being really bored one day and just taking you up on that. <sighs> Okay, so was that it for you? Pretty much. I mean, the only other thing that has been giving me joy is um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race also oh, returned, yeah. <laughs> and I love that show, and so better work. I love it. I love that Way show. Way let your freak flag fly, Ellen. Thank you. Good for you. 
for me this week, I've got so many, so I'm gonna try and keep it brief. Um, basically what I've done is I have like a list of things that you've been telling me to watch and I've been systematically yes. going through that list. So I started with um, season three of Orphan Black. Okay. So good. Yeah. I mean, when they brought in, whatever, this season's been out forever, so I don't worry about spoiling anything, but when they brought in the, the male clone plotline, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, is this the moment where the shark gets jumped, you know? Yeah. But no, it, it ended up being a really good arc, and I thought it yeah. really added to the show, and so I was pleasantly surprised about that. There's, there's also a lot more Helena in that season, so yes, I really liked I that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, whole, that whole thing where she's, like, talking to that mind scorpion. Yeah. I could have watched them, like, bicker for a full episode, probably. Just, so, that was great. Um, the other thing that I did is I I, uh, I specifically signed up for Star's streaming service so that I could watch Outlander online. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, this isn't something I'm really prepared to go too deep into because my motives are less than pure. Um, <laughs> I just really wanted to see... Uh, Sam Hugan. Yeah. In flagrante. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, and... Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite nice, right? He's just... He's impeccably dreamy. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, I don't think... Cat- like, he is very handsome. But I think, yes. like, he is made all the more, like, sexy by the fact that his character is just the sweetest and, like, such a good guy that you're just like, oh, you're just like, your heart breaks for him and you just love him and he's just such a good guy, so. I know. And it kills me because I'm watching this show and I'm like, why is she so torn between yeah. her, like, stodgy British professor and her sexy young stallion Highlander, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I guess, like, the times did suck a little bit more in the 1700s, mm. so yeah. there's that, but... I mean, agree to disagree. <laughs> so, I've been squeeing about that probably more than I should have been. Yeah. And then, so the other thing that I did this weekend was I rented Room. Oh, Okay. And, okay, so here's how my weekend went. Like, I went from, like, maniacally laughing while watching Outlander (laughs) to sobbing when I was, I mean, I sobbed when I watched Room. That movie is hard to watch. I mean, it's, like, one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, probably, but it's so hard to watch. Yeah. So, just, there is... Get a bit of a mixed bag in my apartment. I I was telling, because my parents were, like, asking me... Um, about it and I was like oh my gosh I just sobbed so much when I watched that movie and my dad's like well that's not the best ringing most ringing endorsement and I was like well but I think I cry more because it's just so sweet like I cry more about like how sweet the kid is Mm -hmm. than like actual sad things that are happening do you know what I mean yeah no it's like those like few moments of like sweetness in the most horrible situation that you could possibly imagine you yeah. know i'll just say like i'll i'll allude to it without saying it outright but the samson thing i know that's when i like lost it i, was I just, like, know <laughs> um so yeah do you know what killed me like absolutely what? killed me and this is probably one of the sadder moments but the scene where she's explaining to him like listen i've been kind of lying to you your whole life and trying to make you okay with your situation 
by not telling you everything that you're missing. And then yeah. she kind of like walks him through what the world is really like and the fact that they're trapped in a room, essentially. Yeah. And I just like, I came unzipped. I just, I lost everything I had. It was, it was rough. Yeah. But that was, that performed, like I totally understand why she won Best Actress because that performance was bananas, so... Okay, I remembered one other thing that was making me um, squee this week. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I think maybe more than a couple weeks ago at this point, but there's a store that opened in L.A. I live in L.A. And it is the first and only bookstore, I believe, in the United States that is exclusively romance novels. How do you know that for sure? Is that something that you can really know? No, it's like a claim that they're making. I, okay. At least, I don't know if it's the first, but it's definitely like the only one in the U.S., Fair enough. I got a chance to go to, like, some of their opening ceremony celebrations, and it's just, the shop is so adorable, and they sell lots of, like, cool book-related project uh, products and things like that, and I got to meet one of the owners. Um, it's It was opened by, like, two sisters, and... Um, she was awesome. We have very similar taste in books, so we, like, gabbed over that. And I just loved it. It's like I'm reaching a point in my life where I am unapologetic about my love for romance novels. Like, just deal with it. I, I'm sorry, have you been apologetic up to this point? Yes. I, I mean, like, I kind of hide that under a bushel a little bit, but Aww. I like what I like. So I'm just embracing it now. But yeah, so the store the store is called The Ripped Bodice, and it's um, awesome. They have a cardboard cutout of I've Fabio that you can take yes. pictures with. So um, yeah, I loved it. It's awesome. So if you live in LA, check it out. Sidebar, can you totally picture the two of us doing something like that? Yes. Like retiring I, and... <laughs> I totally can. And I was like, these girls are like living my dream to have... I know. You know, like this romance bookstore. Like that is... Literally, it's kind of in itself like the plot of a romance novel is two sisters. I know, right? And then each sister gets their own book about falling in love, you know, so. Totally. I'm sure that's part of their business model anyway. <laughs> They're going to create a novel, a series of books around it. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, so if you great. live in LA, go check out The Rip Bodice. It's awesome. I loved it, so. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Do we have? Are we gonna squeeze about anything else, or should we just dive into the main? Event? Let's get into it, cause we got a lot to get into. I know. I'm like rearing to go, cause I've been really like high strung about this topic for a really yeah, long time. I know. Okay. So, like I said, we're gonna be talking about essentially DC versus Marvel. Not that we think it's necessarily a competition, but if it were, Marvel would be winning. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, can you can you agree that this is, like, a really polarizing topic? Yeah, I, okay, so, like, our first and only troll on our website, which we're always shocked anytime anybody but our family reads the blog to begin with, but... And comments, yeah. going the extra mile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, our first and only troll was on a post that I wrote about Marvel versus DC, and I wrote this, like, after Man of Steel came out. People get heated about it, so... I know. It's interesting. Which is strange, because it shouldn't be... I, I, at least, I don't think it should be a competition. No. But it, it really does seem to be. And I, yeah, I don't see it really as a competition, more just like... Or like a rivalry. Yeah, it's kind of like, 
And I think the rivalry thing is something that, like, the media creates around it. But, you know, at, at this point, Marvel has had a lot more movies come out. So we need to kind of see more of what DC has to offer, I think, before we can, like, firmly say that Marvel is the champion. And I agree, because I... And I, and I think I was going to bring that up later when we kind of got into this more. But I, I'm with you on that. I just don't think we've seen enough of, like... Because we've got several Batman movies and a couple Man of Steel movies, and that's really all we have from DC. Yeah. That's noteworthy, so... Yeah. I agree with you. But we can get into that in a little bit. Yeah. So, just to kick things off, Ellen, what do you personally look for in a superhero movie? So for me, I mean, it's not really any different than what I look for in any movie that I want to enjoy and like. Um, I want a good story that is well-constructed around characters that are well-developed and that they make me care about those characters and the things that are happening to them. And that around that, there are cool action set pieces and I think the, just, like, the superhero movie just kind of gives you more freedom to, you know, mix real world with supernatural and cosmic and whatever. Like, the more know. fanciful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I think that's what I like about superheroes is that they are based in reality somewhat, but, yeah, with the dash of the fanciful. I would say that's, like, the elements of a good superhero movie. I've seen superhero movies that maybe didn't quite necessarily meet those criteria. Yeah. That's kind of, like, you know, when I'm going to... And and I think I, think I like superhero movies just also because they're just so cool, you know? Mm. Um, and just get me jazzed and excited. And so, how about you? I would 100% agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. And then just to build on that, I kind of like superhero movies that... I feel like are more grounded and like, like you said, I like to have like a dash of the fanciful, but I also like it when I feel like they're a little bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. So like there aren't a, like a litany of examples in the Marvel DC universe, but the one, the one superhero movie that I love and it's probably my favorite of all of them isn't a Marvel or DC movie at all. It's uh, that M night Shyamalan movie, unbreakable oh. that came out in the nineties. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. And that is a good movie. It's such a good movie, and it's, like, it's literally just about this guy who accidentally finds out that, you know, he can't be hurt, and he can't get sick, and he's super strong, but he's, I mean, it's just about him, like, coping with his paradigm shift, and how it's affecting his family, and, like, what is he gonna do now that he realizes that he's, you know, not like everybody else, and I... Yeah, so I think that's sort of my gold standard for a superhero movie, but I do also love kind of the more, like explosion any popcorn superhero movies. Yeah. Okay, so let's kind of get into the whole DC versus Marvel question. So what are the things that we like about DC specifically? Okay, so I think the thing that the thing that's most frustrating for me in in the fact that I'm not loving the DC movies is that DC has better source material. They have they char- really do. <laughs> they have characters that are more iconic. They have I think they have a lot of stories that are better, you know, like in their arsenal, they have better stories, I think, than Marvel does. And they have um I don't know, they have a they have, you know, Batman and Superman are probably the most iconic 
superheroes that are out there. Um, mm -hmm. Especially pre any Marvel cinematic movies, you know? Um, well, and even post-Marvel, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and so I think that that kind of frustrates me that, like, they're not giving those iconic characters kind of their due, in my opinion. I know, like, so I, I tend, personally, I prefer, like, lighter, more comedic movies, just in general. Like, not even in regards to superhero movies, but just in general, I do. Um, but I do, I do like that, you know, they're, that DC is obviously looking at the Marvel movies and saying, okay, like, we need to take a different approach. We need to take a different tone. And so I like that they're a little darker. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, it's more, and we're going to get in, we're trying to be positive at the outset, I know, so we'll get into the cons <laughs> no, in a little bit. And I think... Also in DC's favor, I really do like that they kind of came out of the gate and said, we are going to have a female-led superhero movie, and we're going to put that as a priority. And, you know, like, I mm -hmm. like that they're getting a Wonder Woman movie made, because that's obviously something that Marvel <laughs> did not see as a priority. So I like that DC is, is doing that and, um, and taking that and running with it. Well, just, I mean, as a very quick... Like, side note, I don't know if Marvel really wasn't making a priority or they just weren't coming out and saying, like, listen, like, this is something we're going to do. Because I think they have kind of made their female characters a priority. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is predominantly female-driven. Uh, you've got Agent Carter. So I wonder if that was in response to fans just saying, like, we'd like to see more Marvel female superheroes. And they're going, well, oh, yeah. look over here. We've got a whole new Mar or DC superhero lady movie. So, But the Mar... I mean, like... Marvel TV, I know, like, because Marvel TV and Marvel and Marvel movies are, like, different offices, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that, you know, I, lo I love the Marvel women TV shows, and I love that most of their TV shows at this point are led by women. But, um, but I do think that in the movies they do lack a little bit in portraying, like, strong badass women. Well, that's true. I really can't argue with that. So. so, um, you know, I know that, I know that you have issues with portrayal of women in Batman v Superman, and I share those completely, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit, but, um, to. yeah, but I do like, I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but they showed, like, some footage of the Wonder Woman movie, and, um, I think it looks really, I think it looks really good, and... I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I'm I'm pretty excited for Suicide Squad. You know, that seems to be heavily featuring Margot Robbie, granted with a bunch of dudes, but... Um, <laughs> and also in, like, the world's trashiest superhero costume. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> Whatever. She's technically a villain, so it's fine. Um, but, yeah, so I think that... I like that, you know, they kind of came came out and said, okay, like we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, we're going to have a female led superhero movie. We're going to have a person of color, you know, before Marvel had announced Black Panther or Captain Marvel. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're, where you're coming from. Um, I was thinking about what I liked about DC and it's a relatively short list, 
But the one thing that I really... Gosh, I'm being so mean. But the one thing I really like about it, and I agree with you, is that it is a little bit darker. And so I think it works as a really nice foil to the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can kind of get, you know, whatever your taste is. I just, I don't, I think Marvel has, like, a really good grasp of their own voice and their own, they have, like, a really good sense of direction, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. just don't think DC has that yet. But, like you said, that might just be because we haven't seen as many DC movies. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that one. I also think that DC, at least, like, out of the gate, they're making, like ballsier choices with you know I, I don't want to spoil anything but I think like story-wise they're making a little bit more out of left field choices with where to take their characters and like you know there's a lot of dream sequences and things in Batman v Superman which I have a problem with but you know as do I I um I like that you know, I think that they're trying to do something a little different, and I, I, I encourage that, but I think that they're not doing it to the best effect at this point. But Are you referring to the end of Batman vs. Superman? Yes. Okay, my only qualm with that is that I feel like it's going to be immediately overturned. Yes. So yeah, I think it was like a very interesting choice, but it's not going to stick. Yes, and yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was... I Anyway, I can't really say anything else without... Yeah, don't spoil divulging it. Divulging too but much. But basically, yeah, we'll talk about... We'll, we'll, we'll allude to that a little bit more when we get into the cons. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about things we like about Marvel. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, I think that at the end of the day, like, in comparing the two at least, I think that I like... That Marvel, Marvel, granted, had the time to do this, um, and DC feels like a lot of pressure. I think to to try and like show like, hey, here's the Justice League. But I really liked Marvel's kind of more subtle and steady approach up to Avengers. You know, like we had a bunch of movies leading us up to getting that team like we had all the iron man movies we had captain america we had thor and every time it was kind of building on the concept of look these people are going to get together and be a team yeah Yeah. and um and i think that that also gave us more time to get to know the characters and care about the characters um Mm -hmm. and i think that i'm already getting into dc bashing so much it's just just gonna happen (laughs) um but i think that DC just has not made me care about any of these people yet. Like, it's true. So the events at the end of Batman v Superman, I just don't care because I don't care about really anybody in these movies. But I think Marvel does a really good job of making kind of character pieces that happen to have action set pieces in them that have a lot of punching and kicking and fighting and stuff. And But, you know, like at the end of the day, I think they do a really good job of you know, making these characters that, like, you know, you understand the turmoil that Captain America goes through being out of his time. You understand, like, the pressure that Thor feels to get back to his home and, like, be good enough to be in his family. And you understand, like, the problems that Bruce Banner has with turning into the Hulk. You know, and... Just these things. Like, you just understand these people a lot better. 
And I think, you know, kind of getting back to what we look for in superhero movies, we like these real-world-based things that have an element of the fantastical. And so I think that they just do a better job of, like, making these characters that you can relate to and understand and care about. Okay, you quite literally took the words out of my mouth because I, I had the same thing written down. I just, I like, I can definitely identify more with Marvel characters. Like, that's not even a question. And I understand that maybe, you know, female representation isn't what it could be. Mm-hmm. But also, I just, I think that the Marvel characters are, I, I kind of want to say flawed, but that's not really the word I'm looking for. I just think they're, like, vulnerable in ways that DC characters like, aren't allowed to be in what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Superman's, like, the perfect man. And Batman is, you know, Batman. I don't know that much about Batman. I just, I don't, I don't see the same kind of, like, emotional complexity in some of the DC characters that I've seen in Marvel characters. Yeah. And, like, I think, like, in looking at Batman v Superman, I think that they kind of, they give you, like, touches of... Of getting to that, but they never, they, like, cut it off. Like, they just, they kind of, like, stop right at the point of getting there. Do you know what I mean? And, like, giving And it almost makes you do the work. Like, the whole thing with, um, with Lois Lane and Clark Kent, at the end of Man Man of Steel, they're, like, they just barely met, and they're kind of getting to know each other. And then at the beginning of Batman vs. Superman, they're, like, in love and living together. Yeah. And you you never got to see... And I don't have a problem with that as much as, like, I, so, like, in Batman v Superman, I liked, I liked the kind of thread of, you know, of exploring what is Superman and, like, should he, should he be able to do these things that he is able to do? Like, should we, as, you know, society, allow him to do these things? And I, and I liked that, but they kind of, like, just chopped it off, right? Like, when it started to get, oh, there's a monster here we have to defeat. Like, they kind of just mm-hmm. left that storyline alone. Where I think that, like, could have been a whole movie in itself that could have been interesting. You know, kind of, like, exploring the question of Superman. And, like, because, you know, he's essentially a Christ figure. And yeah. so kind of, like, looking, exploring that, like, that could be an interesting movie that gives us perspective into Superman as a character. But they just didn't give it its due because they had too many things to set up, um, you know, in getting to that. In getting to, like, Justice League and Batman and Wonder Woman and Lex Luthor. And, you know, they had so many things to set up that they didn't, they weren't able to give Superman his due. Um, so just things like that just kind of disappoint me, you know? Yeah, 100%. And the other thing I was thinking about is the themes that we see in Batman versus Superman, I think are going to mirror the themes that we're going to see in Civil War. Like, you know, kind of these two different schools of thought and how, you know, they kind of come up against each other and how these like two different, very different people are trying to accomplish the same goal and they're going about it very differently. And, mm-hmm. and I just have a feeling, I have a feeling that Civil War is going to do it better. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just... That's my two cents. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've kind of already been talking about this. But what are areas that we think that both of these two different uh, kind of takes on superheroes could improve? Um, okay. So I'll just say, like, um, I, I really enjoyed Ultron. But I think that Ultron kind of suffered from a lot of the same things that we're talking about 
um, with Batman v Superman, where that's fair. Both both movies were just trying to set up way too many other movies. You know, Batman mm-hmm. v Superman's obviously trying to set up another Superman. They're trying to set up a, another Batman. They're trying to set up Justice League. They're trying to set up Wonder Woman. They're trying to establish Lex Luthor as a villain, and Ultron. Kind where of Age of Ultron the, was, yeah. They did the same exact thing where it's like they were obvious. It was you could just see. You know, like, the studio's involvement in, like, we need to set up Civil War, we need to set up Thor Ragnarok, we need to set up Infinity War, we need to set up Black Panther coming in, We, you know, we need to set up all these things. Um, And so I think that they kind of, both studios need to give more credence to just focusing on the story that they're in. And just add, like, a tag or, you know, like, an after credit sequence or just a one scene where it's like, we're... We're setting up this, so get excited because this is what's coming up next. So I think that, you know, just kind of like what we've been talking about, they just need to focus on the characters and the stories that they're in and less on, like, setting up their universe. And And I'm with you. I think it just bothered me less than I think it bothered other people because I liked the rest of the movie so much, but, yeah, I could see why people would find that annoying. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I was thinking about is I kind of, I just want these movies to like scale down a little bit, you know, like I was reading this Rolling Stone article and they were talking about how, I mean, not just thematically, but financially too, these movies are just like getting too big and they're kind of losing whatever purity they ever had as like an art form. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of becoming about setting up the next thing and, and outdoing themselves and it's, it's kind of losing... I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. It's just sort of getting overinflated. But... Well, and so I that's think, what I'd like to see, is smaller stories, kind of like Deadpool and Ant-Man and kind of yeah. these more self-contained sort of plots. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that I really like about what Marvel's doing is, um, you know, they're obviously noticing, like, okay, we need to... We need to change these up so that they feel so they don't feel you don't feel like you're seeing the same movie over and over and over again. So I like that you know they have mm-hmm. Ant Man that's their heist caper comedy. They have um, Winter Soldier that is their political thriller. They have you know so they're kind of giving them each a different tone and feel and genre to each movie so it kind of like breaks it up a little bit. Um, and I and mm-hmm. I like that. And I think that DC will definitely need to be careful of that. um, Because I know that they're kind of going for this grim, gritty tone kind of across the board. But that's going to wear thin. Yeah, and they need to make sure that they don't don't run into that same thing where it's like the sameness of all these movies, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I think Marvel needs to... And I think that they... I, you know, I don't know anything about what's going to happen in Civil War, but um, I think that they might maybe do this in Civil War, is they need to raise the stakes a little bit and kill somebody. Yeah. I, and I think <laughs> it seems like that's where they're headed with yeah. Civil War. Because at this point, it's kind of that's another thing with like the sameness of everything is... Um, you know, we kind of just assume, nothing ever changes, really. Yeah, we just assume that, like, oh well, everybody's gonna be fine, you know. And um, you know, they do kill someone in Ultron, but it's somebody that we don't 
we only had one movie to get to know. And I think that it'll be, you know, kind of ballsy of them if they finally, like, kill off somebody and give give these movies and this universe some, like, emotional stakes. Where it's like, oh, this person we really care about is dead. <laughs> you know, I'm like... Yeah. And that's a consequence. And then they can explore kind of interesting things with that. Like, okay, that's a consequence of what we do is that we lose someone good, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, with the whole um, sameness argument, I mean, even in, like, Winter Soldier, you know, they kind of, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of disbanded at the end. Well, not really, because they came back, not just in the movies, but in the TV show, they kind of really established, like, we're gone, but we're not really gone. Yeah, so like, all the good guys that were in S.H.I.E.L.D. that you cared about are still fighting for S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's like, yeah, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah. So I'm with you. I I will literally disown Marvel if they kill Captain America. But, <laughs> no, I will. I will. I will burn every Marvel t-shirt I have oh, in effigy, because I will be I that mad. But I oh. I understand that it is a risk. <laughs> well, it's something that happens in the comics a lot. You know, they have a lot I of, know. like, revitalization. They, you know, they have... There's been a few different people that have been Captain America. And so, like, they can... They don't necessarily have to kill off, you know, the idea of the character. But they need to... They need to, like, kind of up, up it uh, for me in the emotional department. No, full on. In terms of DC, I think DC's main thing, this is just my personal opinion and my personal preference, is they need to get rid of Zack Snyder. Oh, please. I don't understand why he was brought on again to direct Batman vs. Superman, because he didn't do a stellar job with Man of Steel, so I don't know what they were expecting. The thing is, is like, and this is the thing with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, is he's really good at, like, visuals. He gives you... But that's gi- really all he's... <sighs> yeah. I know. <laughs> he gives you really pretty shots. And I think... I'll, I'll say this about him. He ha- he does have a really good eye for, um, for kind of that comic book look. He gives you, like... He gives you frames that are, like, straight out of comic books, you know? Like, he does a really good job telling stories in... Well, no. He does a really good job showing <laughs> stories in a way that's similar to how they're how they're portrayed in comics. So I really like that about like his visual sense, but story-wise, he can't edit. He he can't tell a story very well. Like that was my main thing with Batman v Superman is that structure-wise, it was just a big a old mess. mess. Yeah. Um, and I've thought that I mean, I've seen several Zack Snyder movies at this point and I've thought the exact same thing about every single one of them. They're just, they're yeah. beautiful, and you can tell that you're watching a Zack Snyder movie because he's got that very, very specific kind of aesthetic, but it's never a good story. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. and I worry about him on Justice League because mm. it's it's going to run into the same problem that Batman v Superman ran into for me in that it's, you know, you've got a bunch of different people whose stories you're trying to tell and I just worry that it's going to be this again, where it's just super choppy and not paying enough attention to, like, telling the stories. And so I I really want them to just get rid of him. 
Well, then both, I mean, we, we talked about both Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, but it's like nothing really happened in either of those movies until maybe the last 30 minutes. Like in Batman versus Superman, there were a lot of shots of them like kind of looking angry and, and like quizzical, do you know what I mean? And then like all of a sudden they have this thing to do. So just, yeah, please get rid of Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, I'm really tired of it. Because I honestly think that like, I'm, I'm, because there's things about DC that I'm like, okay, yes, I see what you're doing, I like that. But I think once they, because that's my biggest gripe at this point, is just his direction of these movies. Mm -hmm. So if they can just get some, another voice in there to tell these stories, I think that I'll be a lot more on board. Like, I'm interested to see what happens with Suicide Squad, I'm interested to see what happens with Wonder Woman, because those are both being helmed by different people, so... Well, you're right. We have focused pretty exclusively on the Zack Snyder movies, but I mean, I think those Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy movies have been kind of lauded as, you know, the gold standard for what a superhero movie can be. And so, like, we're not saying that DC can't do it. We're just saying that they haven't been doing it lately. Yeah, and I don't really see, um, I don't know that the Batman trilogy is necessarily part of, like, what we're being, what we're considering the DC cinematic universe. I don't know. You don't think... I don't okay. think that they're necessarily supposed to be considered, like, in the same vein. I don't know. I could Well, not be at this point anymore, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, okay, that's the other thing is I'll say about Batman v Superman is I think the performances are all, like, across the board, they're, they're pretty good. Like I know, and that's I, one of the most frustrating things about it is that yeah. it had so much going for it and it just wasn't directed well. Yeah, because I thought Ben Affleck, I mean, I might even go so far as to say that I think he's maybe be, maybe, like, the best Bruce Wayne that we've had. At least that I've seen, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I, like, maybe up there with, like, Keaton, you know, as, like, Bruce Wayne, but I think, like, I, I thought he was a really good Batman, and I know a lot of people were, like, concerned about that. Um, so, I'm not worried about performances, I want just different people helming script and directing, you know. The only exception that I had in that was, um, I wasn't in love with Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Oh, no, me either. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. No, sorry. I just, like, he was, like, a bag of, like, facial tics and kind of, like, ranty he was psycho too monologues. too twitchy. It was yeah. Just, yeah, too twitchy. And, and I never really got a sense of, like, why he was so mad at Superman. I never understood why yeah. he was going after Superman. I never so. really understood why... Batman and Superman had, like, I understood why Batman had a problem with Superman, but I never really understood why Superman had a problem with Batman, so. Well, and how they resolved that was absolutely hilarious to yeah, me. Yeah. That bad. will never not be funny. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. No. I, yeah. But, like, but like literally, Henry Cavill, I thought, did a great job. Ben Affleck great did a job. good job. Gal Gadot did a great job. Jeremy Irons. Henry Cavill's Hannes, arm muscles Alfred. did a really great job. I know that you would be excited about that. You know, like, I don't have a problem with anybody in the movie. I just have a problem with the way that the movie was cut and told. Yeah. Fully. Okay. Um, so kind of just, not quite to wrap things up, but just kind of to bring everything around. Um, do we think that this is a real feud? And if it is, then why do we think it's so divisive for fans? Um, I think DC sees it as more of a feud. Just, I think DC is trying to play catch up 
at this point. So mm-hmm. they're kind of having to be a little bit more like, see, we're different. See, we are doing this better. See, we're doing this differently. We're doing, you know, we're taking yeah. a different approach. We're putting Whereas out Whereas Marvel's just kind of doing its thing. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Like, that's... Because they are playing catch-up, so they're trying to show that they're different. Whereas Marvel's just like, well, we're just going to keep doing this thing. And um, I saw some, like I saw something where somebody said, like, oh, that's really crappy of Marvel to put out their Civil War trailer, like, three weeks before Batman v Superman comes out. And I'm like... So was Marvel just not supposed to release the Civil War trailer? I don't understand. <laughs> and it would be one thing if they, like, released it the day that Batman v Superman came out, but it was, yeah. like, a couple weeks before the movie <laughs> came out. So it's like, hmm... Did they want, like, a six-month window? I don't understand... I don't, I don't understand what that, that argument either. was. Listen, so... Anyway. Like, you know, I think that the Marvel v Superman thing... I mean, the Marvel versus... Marvel v Superman. Marvel versus DC thing is more like in the eye of the fan. And I think a lot of it comes from people's predispositions towards like com- the comic books. You know, I think there's. Right. Because in the comic book world, there's always been a feud between like Marvel fans and DC fans. You know, and like Marvel apologists and DC apologists. So it's just kind of like, I think that's just a long-held feud that's just making its way into the cinematic universes of these movies. Yeah. Well, that's that was kind of my thought as well. And then I... I'm, the reason that I like was totally on board with doing this episode was that I, I wrote that review for um, Batman Which is awesome, Superman, by the way. Then, Everybody should go read Whitney's review oh. of Batman v Superman and her thing about the female... Uh, portrayals because they were both like so great and I was like yes Whitney preach sister (laughs) oh thank you buddy Mm -hmm. um but my whole um my whole problem with this this whole few thing is that like I wrote the review and then almost immediately I was getting bashed for it by people who were you know invariably DC fans and that's fine but I just I just don't get where the animosity is coming from, you know? And you're right. It's all coming from the fans. Like, I don't think that either of these studios are trying to support that. It's just, I don't know. It was very frustrating for me. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I don't, because the thing that's frustrating to me is that I, I love movies. I love comic book movies. I want to love these DC movies. It's not like I'm coming into it like, Okay, I need I need to nitpick. I need to yeah. you know, it's just that when I was sitting there watching it, I'm like no, it's not like, it wasn't this, good. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is like I I want Warner Brothers to sit up and take note. Like, you know, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, these cr- critics are sucky. Like they hate everything." And it's like, "No, like they cuz they they just need to make better movies." And I want Warner Brothers to kind of sit up and take note and be like, "Okay, so we need to pay attention more to these things so that we don't get a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, you right. know, and that we don't have to deal with this backlash, you know, wh- whether or not it's from the fans or the critics, like, you want to have, like, a universally liked movie. And I think, you know, Marvel's doing that. Like, people don't have a problem with, like, you just need to tell the story and tell it well, and then critics won't have as big of a problem with it. You you did again, kind of take the words out of my mouth. Just in that, like, we this isn't 
a rivalry that we're, that really works for fans. You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't want to like pick sides because, like you said, it's about movies and it's about like enjoying a good movie. So I don't really want to you know exclude a whole side of the superhero story just because I'm like Team Marvel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I want to be able to enjoy all of these movies, and I'm just I'm at this point I'm not. Yeah. So it's not that I'm biased. I just happen to be enjoying these Marvel movies more. Yeah. And it's, you know, like like I said, I think DC has better source material. So, like, I, I want a good Superman movie. I don't mm-hmm. think that I have gotten it yet. Um, and I want, I want Wonder Woman to be good because I like the Wonder Woman character. I want the Flash movie to be good because I like the Flash. So I, I want these movies to be good. It's not, yeah. like, a matter of me, like... Uh, Marvel's inherently better. Like, I think that DC, like, has it in them because they do have such good source material to be better if that's a thing that we're going with. Like, they have it in them to be better movies because they have really good characters and really good stories in the comics, but they just need to put the stories together, together in a better fashion than has been done so far. Word. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's completely my thought, too. Um, so just to wrap things up, let's talk about some of the Marvel DC projects that we're excited about, that are coming up, that we, you know, think are going to meet all of our expectations. So, go okay. for it. Um, I think we're probably kind of in the same boat, but um, mm-hmm. I'm, I think Suicide Squad looks good. I, I'm, I I'm do, ex- too. I'm excited for that. It could be a mess. I don't know, but... The trailers have been good, and I like kind of the concept of these anti-hero squad, you know, kind of coming mm-hmm. together. I think my only qualm about that was is going to be Jared Leto as the Joker. I'm yeah. just not sold on that yet. But I'm not sold on that yet, but, you know, like, people weren't sold on Heath Ledger. I'm I'm willing. I like that he's going completely different with it because you really have to. Um, so I'm intrigued, and I'm I'm open-minded on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I'm, uh, I think I've said it, but I'm excited to see what they do with Wonder Woman. And I mm-hmm. think that the early footage, you should look up that, um, the sizzle reel that they did for it. Um, it, uh, the early footage yeah, of totally. Wonder Woman, I'm like, okay, this looks cool. I'm excited about this. So. Yeah. As am I. So what, what, I'll let you take the Marvel. What Marvel are you excited about? Well, first and foremost, uh, Civil War. I'm approaching Civil War with, like, a really healthy dose of trepidation because I just, I I don't know what's going to happen. And I think if they are going to, as you said, kind of add some more emotional stake to their their whole universe, I think this is going to be the movie where they do it. The thing with Civil War, too, is, like, I think Civil War is a good thing to point to when people say, like, Marvel's just jokey and, like, popcorn and bright colors and, like, like, look at that trailer and tell me that Marvel is only jokey. <laughs> like, yeah, there is nothing in those trailers that, like, is like, oh, you know, maybe when Super- yeah. when Spider-Man comes down and is like, hey guys, you know, and stuff like that. Like, any movie with Tony Stark in it is going to have jokes in it, but obviously that movie is going to, like, rip our hearts out and, oh. you know, destroy us. So I'm excited about it, but I'm also very nervous. Yeah. And then, also for Marvel is the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Yes. And I think what I'm most excited for about this one is that I know absolutely nothing about Doctor Strange. Like, I've yeah. I've heard the name in hushed whispers, but I don't really... 
I don't really know like what his deal is. I know that he's like a wizard or something. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to see what that whole thing is going to be and kind of the Marvel take on, you know, sci-fi and fantasy and well, the thing with Doctor Strange is like, okay, what what happened last time we had a superhero that none of us knew anything about? Guardians of the Galaxy happened. And is it what was happened. Dope. Yeah. So, and that's another one that I had for one that I'm excited about is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, give it Ooh. to me tomorrow, please. Um, and yeah, like, and with Doctor Strange, like, again, I like that they're kind of just messing with genre a lot and like kind of giving us a little bit of everything. And like, this is going to be their kind of cosmic thing. And also, just like, Benedict Cumberbatch in a Marvel movie like that right? is just like sold, done, done. Cut the ch- cut the check. Cut the check. <laughs> that was my Marvel plug. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, for and like so, you kind of named the Marvel ones that I'm excited about, but I will also just say, at this point, I'm excited for every Marvel movie. And that's because, so far, they have not let me down. Like, I've just loved pretty much all the Marvel movies. Like, or at least enjoyed all the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If not loved. And so... Yeah. Like, even the one Marvel movie that I was, like, not sold on. Like, I really wasn't planning on going to see it at all, and then I ended up seeing it, and loved it, consequently, was Deadpool. And... So if they can make a Deadpool fan out of me, then they can do anything. Yeah. Seriously. I'm, and so, yeah, like, at this point, like, people are like, ah, you just, like, you're just a sucker for Marvel. You're, like, in, you're just bought out by Marvel. And, yeah, but with reason. Yeah, at this point, they've, they haven't let me down. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm excited for every Marvel movie. Sorry, they got me. I'm, yeah. I'm in. Me too. So I think, is there anything else you wanted to say about the Marvel DC issue? No, I just, like. I want people to know, like, I like I said, I want to like the DC movies, and I will once they give me one that is actually a quality movie. Well said, yeah. That was exactly so. how I felt as well. All right. So now that we've kind of wrapped up our superhero chat, are you ready for our game? I'm always ready for a game. <laughs> As ready as we'll ever be, yeah, right? I'm, I'm always concerned anytime Whitney gets to plan any aspect of a game because she's sure to make me do something bad. But. Shade. I mean, this one isn't going to be too bad, I think. I think I think you can handle it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So this week we are going to be uh, revitalizing our Truth and Dare game. Where we will be asking each other pop culture related truth or dare questions. So let's just jump in. Let's okay. just head first. Okay. Yeah. Ellen, truth or dare? Um, I'll start with the truth. All right. The safe choice. Totally expected that from you. Okay. So my first question is, is there a show or movie that you, like, you pretend to like and watch because it's either critically acclaimed or that, like, all your friends like and watch it, but you don't actually enjoy it? Um, not... There's, like, some shows that I feel the need to, like, kind of keep up with, but most of them, it's because, like, at one point I really did like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I kind of think Walking Dead... 
Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like that with. But honestly, I, I don't really fall into that too much because, like, everybody wants me to watch Breaking Bad. I don't. I've I watched like the first season of it and then I was kind of like oh I just yeah me too it's too much of a slog for me like I just so like all those critical shows I just don't no when I've tried to get you to watch Gilmore Girls for half of my life and yeah everybody been has. terribly unsuccessful <laughs> so no I don't I don't really think that I do I think there's definitely shows that I've checked out because I'm supposed to like them but um. But no, not really. Dang it. That was a really, really anticlimactic answer. <laughs> Sorry. You could have at least made something up. Listen, I cannot, I, I will not be swayed by the man. I do what I do. Listen, you're talking Speak to your the girl. Truth. Yeah, you're, you're talking to the girl who just told you that she watched British panel shows on YouTube all week. <laughs> so, obviously not. Okay. Point, set, match. Okay. <laughs> My turn. Okay, truth or dare? Oh, I love a good dare. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a lit. So last time you had me do impressions, <laughs> and they were bad. <laughs> so I have... Well, some- joke's on you, Ellen, because I am really good at impressions. <laughs> well, I'm I couldn't gonna, even I'm say gonna, that without breaking. I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I want you to do musical impressions. <gasps> so, yes. So I'm going to give you... Wait, 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 wait. I have to, like, sing in that person's voice or I have to... Yeah. You have to sing in that person's voice. Shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give you an artist and then you have to, like, sing a line of a song in their... Okay. In the the fashion of that artist. A la Ariana Grande? Yeah. Exactly. Bring it on. Okay. Okay. So first, Shakira. Forever. Forever, Okay, am I done? Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, <laughs> Randy Newman. I'm just, I'm, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. What did you start off with there? I'm, 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 I'm the one. It was either, like, Randy Newman having a stroke or, like, me just trying to make up a Randy Newman-esque sounding song. song. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Britney Spears. You drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. You need to get whinier. I'm so excited. What? I was gonna say, you need to get whinier than that. I'm so excited. I'm in too deep. Oh, crazy. But I'm Okay. Um, I just forgot I had roommates. <laughs> well, whatever. Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Are you singing You've Got a Friend? <laughs> I think I was. <laughs> I just realized, like, halfway through my trumpet solo that I don't know any Louis Armstrong songs. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, what a wonderful world. Oh, no, 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 no. I got it. Okay. You obviously don't know any words. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. You like it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Cool. Okay, last one, Christina Aguilera. 
Oh, crap. I'm treating me the right way. If you want to be with me, I can make your dreams come true. You're putting a little too much Shakira on it, but I like oh, it. I- <laughs> they did have like a dash of Shakira. I gotta like, I like it. I could bring it home with like a run, like yeah, just, yeah. You're just bring it full circle. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all that I have for musical impressions for you. I'm like, I'm sweating now. Good. That took that took more out of me than it should have. <laughs> All right, Ellen, truth or dare? Bearing in mind that you pretty much have to pick truth now. Or you mean dare, right? Oh, yeah, dare. I meant dare. Yeah, dare, I guess. Because I did truth last time. Okay, I'm trying to decide between which dare I want you to do. Um, uh, I want you to go into your kitchen and get, like, a mouthful of something, like cereal or whatever. And then I want you to sing My Shot from Hamilton. <laughs> um... Okay, give me a second. Oh, but yeah. no, I have, that means I have to wake up my dog. Okay. Oh, boom. Okay, so I was able to find some popcorn in my kitchen. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh. Uh. Okay. Oh, what? Oh, what? Sorry, what? Is that good enough? Yeah, I think you got it. Okay, cool. Cool. Alright, good job, bud. Thank you. I have to finish this mouthful of popcorn now. No, yeah, I get it. Do what you gotta do. Okay, Whitney. Okay. Truth or dare? Ah, truth. Okay, this is, this question is twofold. Okay. Um what movie are you most embarrassed to have never seen and which movie are you most embarrassed to have seen? Oh. I got to think which movie have I never seen? I've okay, I've never seen like I guess a lot of the classics like I've never seen like Scarface. Uh you don't I need guess. to see that one. Yeah, I feel like I'm not missing too much. Uh, I don't know. I, there's, like, a lot of movies that I haven't seen that I, like, kind of, like, dance around so people don't know I haven't seen them. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'll come back around to it. Uh, what was the other part of the question? What movie are you most embarrassed to have seen? <laughs> That's a much easier question. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. The problem is you, like, relish in the movies that you're embarrassed to have seen. I know. I guess, oh man, I like, I, I buy a lot of movies that feature people that I have crushes on, regardless of whether or not they're good movies. Yep. So, so I mean, I have this very long-standing Chris Evans crush, and so I, I think I bought What's Your Number on DVD. Is that any good? Because, like, sometimes I see, like, Tumblr gifts of it, and I'm like, I kind of want to see this movie. Here's the thing, but... it's, there, are, there are moments that are funny, but it's it's predominantly pretty bad. <laughs> okay, no. I have the winner in this category. If if you're looking for a movie with a guy that you love where the movie's horrible is Sam Hewen from Outlander. <gasps> oh, is it that is it that Hallmark movie that he made? A Princess yes. for Christmas? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I love that movie because doesn't it have Katie McGrath on it? Yes, it in does. it. Sorry. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, I totally forgot he was the guy from that movie. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, so good. That was did a you, good question. Did you think of the movie that you're embarrassed to have not seen? Mm, oh man. Here, okay. Here's here's something. I I know that I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I just don't really remember them that well. And so people are like, like they want to talk Star Wars, and I'm like, yeah, totally. I know. I know so much about Star Wars. Like I think I've slept through New Hope several times. Oh. I know. Like I've seen Return of the Jedi. I actually just watched Empire Strikes Back last night because... Did you? Because um, my roommate, she, like, hasn't really seen them, and I'm, like, going to force her to watch Force Awakens when I get it on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've seen them, but, like, I... Like, they've always been kind of peripheral, and, and so now that all these new movies are coming out, people will... They're, like, kind of in the forefront again, and so now... I feel like I have to know things about Star Wars, so. Well, you should probably go back and watch those. Okay, Ellen, thanks. It's the last time I can find anything in you. Okay. Um, is that it? Are we good on the truth or dare front? Well, yeah, because my one question, my other question was, is there a movie or show that you pretend not to like but secretly love? And I think we've covered that. Wait, a movie or, yeah, I was going to say uh, I think I cover that pretty much every week I have something I I'm squeeing about. I've already <laughs> talked about my love for Hallmark movies. I Check. Yeah, love British panel shows. Check. Um, okay, there is... I, <laughs> this, this one's a little weird. I'll say this one. Um, there is a British show that has like a bunch of episodes of it up on YouTube. Mm. I don't know why I watch it sometimes, because it's awful. It's basically like the British Jerry Springer. It's yes. the Jeremy Kyle show. You've told me about this. Yeah. Uh, I think I I think I wrote about it once. It's, I think you did. It's really bad. Um, and but sometimes I think like like their Jerry Springer just seems so much more like quaint because they have British accents, you know. Yeah. So. He speaks with an authority that American talk show host just can't yeah the other truth that i had for you do you want your other truth yes please okay um is if you're stuck on a desert island and you have a blu-ray play or like a dvd player and a tv but you only have one season of one tv show what is it oh okay uh, outlander season one <laughs> Does a girl need much else, <laughs> Ellen? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's a good pick. I'm fine yeah. with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Ellen, it has been a real treat. As always, with you. Whitney. <laughs> Love you to pieces, buddy. Love All you right. too, bud. Uh, I guess this is goodbye, then. All right. Are you going to tell them where they where to find us? Oh, I probably should, huh? Hey, if you have any thoughts or opinions, or if you would like to troll us, <laughs> please contact us at fangirly.com, or you can email us at fangirlyfangirls at gmail.com. So don't be shy. Don't be shy. We love talking, hearing from we people. We love talking to people who aren't our parents. <laughs> 
They're our favorites. <laughs> All right. Ellen, bye. Bye, Wet. It's the Fangirly Show.